Hey everyone, this is Guido, one of the co-hosts of the Amigos podcast. We're off this week, but we wanted to leave you with a quick clip from one of our old episodes. We hope you enjoy it. So I want to change focus a bit. You have planned and executed campaigns in the private sector before working for the county. How different is the process when working for the county from conception to execution than working as a vendor? Yeah, so what's what's interesting is as a vendor, you get one piece of the pie, right? So you have a specific role that you play. A client tells you, hey, I need this video, uh, you know, and these are the elements. Some clients are a little bit more savvy than others, right? They'll kind of know what they want and they're a lot more organized. That wasn't my experience. Most clients that I've worked with had no idea what they wanted or what they were doing. And you had to spend a lot more time kind of fleshing out the idea because, you know, some people just don't really know all the thought process that goes into uh, any kind of production project, rather, whether it be video or audio. And so you kind of have to play as a teacher sometimes to educate your client on, uh, on how things work. It's like, well, you know, it, that's, I can't be turned around in three hours because we're trying to do all these other things. So, it's, you know, or, or really budget, right? Like you have to be really honest with your clients when it comes to budget. This is different coming from now being in the other seat because, because I know these things, right? Yeah. The conversation when it comes to budget is very short because I know prices. I know how long it takes to, to do certain things. And so I'm not asking for unrealistic things whenever I'm talking to different people or hiring folks for, for, for certain aspects of, of the campaign. What's more challenging is now I have to think about a lot more, right? Because before I just had a little lane. And now it's like, okay, this is a piece of an overall pie and it needs to fit together to accomplish the singular goal. And so it's, it's, it's been a challenge and exciting to be able to grow more and be able to you know, manage, you know, a $75,000 budget. You know, that's, that's cool. I mean, before this, I was working with maybe $5,000, $2,000 budgets, which, you know, at that time I thought I was really doing something and I didn't realize how complicated as the more money comes. <laughs> it's like, you know, you would think, you know, as a vendor, you would think, oh, more money gives you more, you know, opportunity and stuff yeah. to do things. But on the other end of it, more money became, becomes more problematic because now in addition to having a bigger budget to manage, you now have to be accountable for every little thing you do. So whenever we're trying to do budget reports for commissioner's court, right, we have to put every little item of like, well, here are the metrics. This was our Ross. This was our Ross. This was our this. You know, we had this many impressions. We had this uh, click-through rate. We had this, this, and this and that. And like everything has to be like itemized. Uh, and this is why I need this amount of money for the next budget because we need this, this, and this. Like it, everything has to be thought out. Everything has to be like planned, organized. T's have to be crossed, I's have to be dotted, a lot more paperwork. Oh, yeah. A lot more paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's government, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's, um, it's really funny because when you, when you start talking budgets with a client, they're usually like, it's like you said, right? Oh, why can't you get this done in like three hours? I'm paying you, you know, $1,000. And it's like, that's just not enough to right. get all of this done. $1,000 might blow yeah. through just hiring enough people to be on board to do that project yeah right that's you know it's you know and it's it's funny because people don't question their mechanics right you go to the mechanic and they tell you hey we're gonna need to fix your 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 brakes that's gonna be 500 bucks and you're like yeah here you go but when someone in the creative aspect comes they're like why is this taking so long and honestly i, I think part of it has to do with the fact that you know freelancing is decentralized and you know everyone's mm -hmm. pricing themselves differently yeah. and i think that's not not to hate on people who are starting out, you know, especially fresh college students, but 
you know, undervaluing your expertise hurts the overall market. And so what I do recommend folks to do is if you can find other people who are are doing the thing, I would work with them and kind of get a feel of how to really price yourself just because, you know, that if you if you start off charging people 200 bucks because, you know, the the only job that you had experience with was working minimum wage and so you're thinking, "Oh, shoot, I'm making double or triple the amount of money I was making before." Sure. But you also have to factor in the fact that you have to pay for your equipment, yep. right? Your your cameras are not cheap, your lenses are not cheap. You have to make sure that you have enough memory in your hard drives mm-hmm. uh, and backup drives. You know, your laptop costs a lot of money. So you're paying all these costs up front, you know, so that $200 doesn't get you much when you start factoring in all the other costs that are involved in being in business. Yeah. You know, and so, but, you know, I didn't know those things, right? I, I'm, I was guilty of that. I, I didn't know anything when I first started. I was just trying to just, <laughs> I just wanted to sh- make videos. That's really all I was yes. thinking about, you know, and so... I don't blame anybody, but it's just, you know, as I've gotten more experience, I've gotten older, you know, I started realizing, oh, maybe it would have been more beneficial to, you know, go on someone else's team for a bit, learn something, and then kind of take that information. And, and if I wanted to go do my own thing, you know, it, I could, I would be more informed yeah. with that. Definitely uh, undervaluing yourself hurts everyone. So remember, folks, don't undervalue yourself because then you're hurting yourself, but then you're also hurting everybody else trying to get that job, right? Because right? now someone's trying to, you know, talk to me, talking about, oh, this other person did it for three hundred. Like, yeah. yeah, but I, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I guess yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that quick clip. Make sure to check out the full episode. And for more content like this, make sure you check out all of our past catalog. And come back next week where we'll be releasing a full episode with one of our awesome amigos. Hey everyone, before we leave, I wanted to remind you that our public service client this year, Homer Drug Abuse Program, is having their annual Pedash Fun Run on Saturday, May 6th at 8 a.m. The run will take place in Bear Creek Park and all the process will go towards funding the great programs that they offer to young people dealing with substance abuse. Once again, that's Saturday, May 6th at 8 a.m. at Bear Creek Park. I will be there, Jacob will be there, and some of our other teammates will be there too. We look forward to seeing you as well. Thank you for joining us today. The Add to Houston Amigos podcast is produced at Radio Lounge. Add to Houston is a collaborative collective of young communication professionals, age 32 and under, who are looking to make a difference in the industry. If you would like to become an Amigo, join us at addthenumber2houston.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at add the number two Houston. Thank you for listening.